I love your son's name is Isaiah Aww. because it's one of my favorite names. And Isaiah, Isaiah mm. is like so good. And um, Isaiah is a name. One of the many miracles that I witnessed my father do, like growing up, was um, when we were moving to Mexico. And we like drove there with all our stuff in this truck and then we couldn't cross the border. And then we stayed with a family who I guess was a friend of my parents who had like a farm, like on the border area. And they, we stayed with them. We had to stay with them. It feels like a long time in my child mind, but it was, yeah. maybe it was like a month. It was over a month, but we lived in their really small house, cows and the farm. And when we were leaving, my parents didn't have money. And so they were like, we'd love to thank you. We wish we could like give you something. And then the family said, we've been trying to have a baby for a long time and we've not been with child. So then my dad was like, okay, I'll pray a prayer for you. And so he put her, her hands on, um, her belly and then he prayed and then of course she got pregnant um, very shortly after that and they named their son Isaiah Lael with my dad's middle name um, Lael but his first name is Isaiah and whenever I meet an Isaiah I'm like it's a miracle child like I associate it with like Aww. this miracle child name from my childhood in addition to the biblical Isaiah but yeah, it's like miracle babies. And then your baby came after a womb seam. Yes. And I associate my juju is actually, it's through my dad who was like born in a river in the Amazon rainforest in Guyana and is really a medicine man. But like the power frequency is so big. I can totally get it. That's why he has to be like, it's Jesus, you know? Because yeah. like without that storyline, it's like, what is it? <sighs> this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to have that much juju but like he my childhood would do things like that like pray over a woman and then she would birth an Isaiah and oh then I've been thinking about how I feel like I carry his magic and I have all my fertility sessions have conceived you know well it's really interesting that you you mentioned this though because um I I felt like there was like a lot of different things that were connecting before I got pregnant and one of them being meeting you for the first time at Camp Grace. And I remember you did two sessions. It was like Friday night or Saturday night. They were like back-to-back sessions. And I didn't go to the first one. Um, there was like, because I, for me, I love, I love the idea of dressing up, but I never, I never have the costume. And I feel like Guru Jugget, you know, Guru Jugget, like she's like, this is the theme. Come yeah. in your outfit. I remember it was like, come in the outfit where you're going to ask your big question and yes. like dress as that professional or like, you know, yes. dress in the job you want kind of thing. And I was like, what? I just bought yoga clothes at TJ Maxx like yesterday. I'm not ready for this. So I was like, I'm just going to stay that. in the Airbnb. There was a jacuzzi. I'm like, okay, great. But my friend went. <laughs> And she's like, you got to come tomorrow. Like you missed out. You have to come. You're not not coming. <laughs> and it was your session. And um, I mean, it was just like all the lights were off. There were, We were getting anointed with oils. Yeah. And I just like I was so moved um, just just by your introduction. Um, I felt like you were it was all about what my takeaway was it it was taking women into a level of empowerment, but also in a level of grace and sensitivity where we're tuning into the frequency of the womb, yeah. but we're yeah. not victims. Like we are, no. 
And I loved that. And then yeah. we did, we called on the mothers, the mother's mother. And I just, oh yeah, it was just so magical. And literally a week later I got pregnant with my son, <laughs> Isaiah. So going into what you were talking mm-hmm. about with your dad praying, I just felt like there's like this, there's like this magic that you're tapped into and it's something that's so ancient but that got lost or just these rituals around fertility and activation that I think I think more people need to know about so can you just walk me through what did you do back there (laughs) two years ago what happened I know I wish I remembered more um when I was like rolling with Guru Jaga and the crew I really enjoyed that time because she was really tuned into like documenting her work. And then my work somehow, even when I've attempted to, it remains undocumented. I don't know if it's part of it, but, um, and then even sometimes I'll be like, I'll hire somebody to, and then like something will go wrong. And they're like, we didn't get any audio. We just have these like very ephemeral images mm. or like we didn't, it's like, it doesn't want to be captured in a, screen so it's interesting so I never can say exactly like what I did at a where at a when or anything but I do know what I feel about the womb frequency the quantum womb and like the interconnectedness um of all things that are birthed and like coming into the field of physical manifestation and I know that I what I like observe to be happening kind of is an attack on this energy of source. And I connect it to like the feminine frequency, yes. The mother energy, yes. Because your mother is mother earth, is mother Africa. And the way that we treat like this very like birthing frequency, you know, Mm -hmm. to me is reflected in the way that we're treating like mother nature, mother Africa, the womb holder, the concept of motherhood, all of those things, right? all of those things. And so I do feel that then (laughs) there is something all connected into like the juicy, like the juiciness of all things, like something with that source energy. It's like the, like the juiciness of things. And even when you think of like nature and what arises from her and then countries that we've, um, maybe perhaps denigrated and like suctioned of their resources, they have a natural juiciness. It's like Africa, Mm -hmm. Africa has a natural like juiciness. It's where like magical animals live and like crystals and frequencies, gold and like diamonds. Right. Right. So I think um, something about like honoring our diamonds and our juiciness is what I do, I guess. But then everybody always gets pregnant after. So this is like the most common response to like something. <laughs> this is the most common testimonial that I hear. It's like, pregnant. I, I just got this robe from my friend, Allison, who is another one who was like, on the river, I left and then I got pregnant. It's like all the time. But it's like, I know I get, I get you like real juicy. Yeah. And then, so if you go back juicy, it's going to catch the, the flame's going to ignite. <laughs> totally. And I think that the um, flame of life. <laughs> well, it's so funny because when I got pregnant, I was like, it's Jaguar. And my husband's like, it was me. And I'm like, well, I know, but you know, <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, what? Wasn't I in the room too? Um, well, it's, it's really interesting because 
um, going into like, just like the earth mother, just going into those like rooted resources and then looking at personally, um, my trajectory of, um, just my relationship with my womb. I remember going to this, um, Korean acupuncturist and I had just quit this like big Hollywood job, like where I was working like 12 to 16 hours a day. Like it was very demanding and I loved it. And it was almost like a part of me didn't know what to do to not be like a workaholic. Like I had, I had to service something outside of myself. Um, and I remember going to this acupuncturist and she literally, uh, pointed at, at my womb and she said, it's a black hole. And I was like, what? And then she went to see, um, Remington, my husband, we were, we were just dating at the time or we were together, but we weren't married. Uh And she said, she goes in and she's like, your girlfriend. And he's thinking she's going to say like, she's wonderful. And then she's like, she has many problems. (laughs) (laughs) And we just thought that was hilarious. And then there's there's a Korean grandma. I know. I loved it. Um, I love it. The best part is the waiting room just had like all these like (laughs) horn instruments. Like there was a saxophone that was just like the case was open. It was nothing made any sense, but they were wonderful. Um, but I totally, I totally felt like, I mean, you know, when I tell people that they're like, that is so rude, but I'm like, I don't think it was rude at all. I think that's good. she was completely tuned into what was going on and Guru Jugget, um, these, uh, women's like camp graces that she did, I would never want to go. And I told her, I was like, I just don't feel, I don't feel like I want to be in a, like a room full of women kind of intimidates me. Which I think is sort of in relation to that black hole, that that disconnect. Um, I want to say something about the black hole. Yes, tell me about this black hole. <laughs> because it's like, I love the concept of the black hole and the womb, it's a black hole. Like the womb at its peak of healed and potency is like a very magical black hole in a sense. And I really like this energy of feeling like I have within me this black void Mm -hmm. and obviously I really like this concept of like blackness as power and like creation and source I understand like where she was maybe thinking with the language of the black hole but it's interesting (laughs) she said that because black hole is like literally what I will often like you know um, conceptualize the womb uttera frequency in my own body as this magical dark mother africa intergalactic void like this like swarming blackness that's capable of like birthing all things so right. i really like in a sense that she said that you have a black hole in your body because i also agree another <laughs> thing that i was i'm just sensing into although the, the the actual words didn't come out of your mouth this is what i'm tapping into feeling that you're thing about even like the graces gatherings and such often women will say like I feel like I'm off of my feminine energy Mm -hmm. or like I don't want to just hang out in my feminine energy and not feminine and And really it's it's um ideas that we've been given and often I find these women who are saying this to me like you very feminine so it's something associated actually with implanted notions of what femininity is that these women who are actually authentically balanced in their feminine masculine energetics 
are not vibing with. So they're like, I don't want to like wear a white dress and just twirl around on the grass. <laughs> and it's like, that isn't what femininity is. That's right. what happens at these gatherings where it's like, it's all women, we're going to be so. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do these things that are actually a lot of like implanted um, notions of what a woman is that aren't coming from an authenticity. When like woman is Kali, like giving birth, like blood everywhere, roaring, like woman is all those things. And like the feminine essence and its vulnerability is a strong, like wild birthing force. And I feel like if there is something unique that I'm bringing to this reality of like women's gatherings, which now are when I started, were maybe less prevalent and now more popular Mm -hmm. it's really a full kind of circuit a full circuitry fully encompassing understanding embodiment of what that feminine energy can be and I feel like maybe let's ground and then start talking again yeah it's like we just went straight in because I was like so excited to see you yeah Okay. Okay. Wait, <laughs> wait, we have to, I have, I feel like a lot of things it's the new moon. Yeah. And then it's like, we finally got together. It's like, you know, I just got this plane. Um, can we like do something like breathe together yeah. for three breaths? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I don't want to, can no, I interject go. or will it throw you off? Yeah, no, go, go, go. Okay. We're in the flow now. Well, go. It's interesting <laughs> We're back. Okay. Well, it's funny because. Like the, what's happening? <laughs> I, yeah. I, mean, I just don't want to mess anything up. Um, no, you're perfect. Well, so talking about black hole, um, I've been studying the Kabbalah and the tree of life nice. and the third Sephiroth, which is um, called Bina, and it means yeah. understanding. Um, and the ruler of the, it's attributed to the planet Saturn, um, okay. which is like, you know, laying down the law and yeah. it is the cosmic Yoni and it's yes. the mother. And yes. I just, um, and then when you read deeper into it, why am I, I'm, I cannot mess up her name. Uh, <laughs> Dion fortune wrote okay. a book on the mystical Kabbalah and, she writes about, she refers to the fertile mother and the sterile yes. mother. Woo! And I feel like there's just this spectrum that like, and this, um, just this journey that you go on with, in connection with the womb. Yes. And like, to be honest, like, I don't know if it's a Western thing and I don't want to like broad strokes Western women as like right. totally disconnected. But, but I mean, I, I but. feel, but, um, but I feel like it's personally, like, I don't, I've never tuned into that frequency and it's something that I almost like run away from because it's like, right. oh, I, uh, I don't want to get pregnant or, oh, oh my period yes. is coming. Oh, you know, it's like, oh, I yes. feel gross or bloated or whatever. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, we're always like up against this it's like we're constantly in a level in a place of disconnecting from that yes and it's intriguing because all of these disconnects have been programmed into us in an attempt to be more productive Mm -hmm. but there's nothing more productive than the mother womb frequency it is the original productive energy all things are produced from there and it's really this looping that's a misunderstanding kind of of the 
miscalculation or a deliberate misdirection, like to steer us out of like the, the power of our cyclical nature. Right. Thinking in a really linear way about the creative process, which is actually very based in like our cyclical flow and is necessarily, it's something that, you know, all of these, when we like are seeing things in this cyclical time, we can feel how like in the deep, like period bloated moment, you are producing what you then like wake up and make when you're feeling like really active in those like five days after, you know, but yeah. like to really like get that and see the value of all of those moments, we have to like understand the, all the aspects of the cycle. And I really um, think that connects to all of the, what I was talking about with these things that we've been, they're kind of not our original thought, but programs that have been sort of like inserted into our consciousness to disconnect us from something or make us feel that we need to be disconnected from an energy in order to create when the energy that we are then disconnecting from is the original creative force you know and if we tap into it even for a moment next thing you know we're pregnant right and like what because it's so powerful totally and when people come to you what is the common ailments or issues that you see um well I kind of there's um, there's, it's interesting because there's waves. I feel like when I first um, was in the work and getting clients, it was a lot of fertility, fertility, fertility. And I still see that a lot. Now I'm living in Mexico. Nobody in Mexico has any fertility challenges. It's just really, that's like a Western thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, one's like, yeah. But I know I'm like, is it the yoga getting... pants that everyone's wearing? Like it's what is happening? the yoga pants are connected. <laughs> like we need to all take those yoga pants off. I don't even ever wear panties. I would never wear those pants. And like, who's doing yoga in those pants? This is like, what I'm why wondering. Are those yoga pants. I'm Nobody so happy that I never had those like pants. That. <laughs> <laughs> I never had those pants. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast about those pants. <laughs> We get sued by Lululemon. Okay. <laughs> but like <laughs> now I've been seeing a wave of um, what we call menopause. And I always laugh at the word menopause because I'm like, how is there man in the words men menstruating and menopause? Anyway, I know. But in the, <laughs> what we understand to be menopause has been my recent wave of clients. Like right now, I also have a strong kind of section of beauty clients that they're just like, this makes me look really good. And then I'm going to do this womb steam for that reason. Um, but also, you know, your work makes its own momentum as a medicine woman. So I never necessarily was just specifically working only with vaginal steaming. It was just, but it is the most precise way to kind of get the download transmission, like into, like into the auric field directly okay. through the vagina through the plants. It's like enter the code into the motherboard, which is something I talk about a lot instead of doing all of these things up here to then have it like trickle down, just like enter it up there. And cause really everything comes out throughout and creates your aura. So I say, go directly to the source and like um, reprogram for whatever little nuance that you want to edit, like in your physical experience. It's like start from the root, but in that same way, like within Kundalini yogic technology, it also talks about how this inner skin of your vagina is reflected in the face. Really? So back to like types of, yes, it's a mirror. So back to types of like clients that I have, like your, the womb steam practice in the regular way, definitely 
makes your skin and your hair and your inner glow, like your radiance pops from inside. Um, with your radiance is the fertile frequency and then the fertile frequency creates all things. And then if you want to use that to make, you know, a more beautiful you or another business or a shift in your bank account or an actual physical baby, you know, then those things can. Um, which is all abundance equally, which is all just abundance, but it's like the abundance comes from definitely the root space where all things are born. It's tantric. And now people think tantra is like, sex but tantra is about understanding that the black hole <laughs> is the dark seed that same black hole it's the dark black seed down deep in the earth that feels the sun pushing against it although it can't see it and like pushes up through the earth to sprout into like a little spring and then that little like tiny spring like sprouts up farther and farther to become a tree and then that tree and it's all the same black seed that's what the oneness is and then that tree spreads up farther farther towards the sun and like sprouts out some leaves and then the leaves blossom flowers then the flowers drop down seeds that go down deep into the dark black hole of the earth and like cycle up again as another tree that's the tantric flow and our juiciness does always begin in the deep black hole deep womb of things where yeah. everything's happening and people talk about oh the shadow work and like shadow work is this terrifying thing as opposed to this other light work that we're doing I don't understand this concept of the shadow work and the not shadow work like right. things um that are seen in the light have roots deep under the soil it's like there's not there's no disconnect. It's just your, it's, that's the part that you're seeing. And if you can see that it's because there's roots under the earth from whence it came, you know, it's source energy. So I do feel like there's uh, this energy that gets avoided often in search of things that feel lighter is the root and then I call it the mother, but it's just about understanding like where things are coming from, mm -hmm. you know, and we're really trained by kind of really even like the magic of the Hollywood energy, which is about like smoke and mirrors. And then I throw this over here and then like that. So we've forgotten birthing magic, which is a different type of magic than like, I'm going to distract you over here while I move this to over there. It's the kind of magic where I'm like, oh, I see that over there and I like it. I'm going to birth it over here. Mm -hmm. Just going to like birth from within me out into the field. And this type of flow creates no depletion. You know, when I'm distracting you to like move this from over here to over there, then I've now created a void over here, which then needs to get filled with something or something else. Right. And um, when we work with source and like birthing, from within which is a really beautiful birthing book but when we like birth it from within we're creating no void in the cosmos so we can like move with that same very juicy lubricated efficiency and create lots of things anyways <laughs> no it's like so many things came up while you were <laughs> talking about that um and it's you know, within that void, what's coming up for me is like, how do we, and going back to the mother's mother, the mother's mother's yeah. mother, like how we are so interconnected to all of that. And I think that there are 
wounds and there is a level of shadow work that if I were to reflect specifically on my lineage where I'm like tuning into my my mother's mother and I'm like trying to understand her process and her her the births that she right gave and labored and then going even further back where I'm starting to feel very disconnected where I'm like And I'm and I go back and I'm like, oh, was that when there was a village? Was that was when like there was actually a village? Because where I'm at now, like there is no village. Like it's very I you know I'm in I can be in ceremony with myself and tune into that creative energy within myself. But I do feel like there is still a part of me that yearns for um, like the relaxed flow of like knowing my mother's here or my mother's mother is here right in the physical realm and in birth too you know so um it's just and uh, so much came up for me especially when I was in labor or when I was pregnant and then postpartum and it's like I had so many questions for my mom afterwards and I think that like I, I don't know it's just like all those little seeds it's like where are those seeds that maybe my ancestors wanted to plant and they're still living within my black hole. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's literally, yeah. I think that the, the, what can be sometimes soothing is to, literally to really feel the village consciousness and like the actual cellular truth to the fact that we're alive inside our mother when our mother's in our mother's mother. So all of that is happening literally physically in a visceral way all of the answers are inside of our body and really literally I was just um about to post this thing and it's talking about how even when you've lost or miscarried quote lost a child the cell the cellular integration that happens as a woman with you and that baby that baby is still inside of you like you integrate on a cellular level there's something that's never lost Mm. and in the sense if we then like you know um start like with agreeing to one premise and then like agree to the next premise and like agree to the next premise so it's like we know on a scientific level that we're cellular like our cellular actual visceral body structure is connected to our mothers and our mother's mothers and our mother's mother's mothers so we know also too in terms of creating our reality that we like feel something and we feel it so strongly that it can get through almost the cymatics of our vibrational medicine like birthed into the physical realm and then we can see it but it's like from really like holding this vibrational awareness things come into physical form so I feel and this is part of why womb nation I feel that part of the ask of the now moment is for all of these womb carriers womb carrying bodies with this cellular frequency alive within the body to synchronize body to body and awaken like the frequency and memory of this village energetics so that it can then, however it needs to organically be manifested within the physical because we are all feeling the void. And this is why even the ones that are lighter and seem more shallow or whatever it is, this is why we're birthing all these women's circles and like gatherings. We're kind of like frantically looking for a truth that is alive within ourselves I think if we can kind of, I all talk a lot about synchronizing in the push. If we can like sync up and like 
put out the call, a shift will occur within the outside, you know, what we call the physical realm that will reflect back to us this answer that we're seeking, which is something that we might call the new earth. Although I can't like articulate what it will look like, you know, or what it will feel like or what it would exactly be. I do know that I hear this same and I feel this same like ask within the body of every woman. It's something that we're looking for. And I think when we like bring our power together, What's with the sneezing? It's like a juju thing. <laughs> when I'm in a deep session too, or like I'm doing a lot of energy work, it'll start, I'll like start sneezing or coughing. But um, I got distracted, but you feel me with the sinking and the yeah. birthing mm -hmm, of this village energy. And if we think about that, um, you know, energy never dies. Our mothers decompose and go into the earth and become the flowers. This is why I love the womb steam practice because I think we're literally taking their physical mm. bodies up into our body. And that's part of, um, I think of the tantra of everything. And I think of this kind of one truth that we have in a time of like all sorts of shifting language and beliefs and like what is real and what is not real. What we do know is that if you're in the physical body, you were held in the womb of a mother and that is how you entered the field. That's how you entered this 3D realm and that your mother then decomposed whether whatever you chose to do with her body and integrated back into mother earth in some way, whether it was her ashes or her physical body in a coffin. It's like our mothers are in the earth and then we know mother earth is pushing up flowers that we can incorporate back into our body in an also in a physical way and like create this cycle of communication and I think that we can create within the micro this little village of mother auntie grandmother knowledge mm -hmm. by doing your vaginal steam rhythm mm. because you're opening up a direct line of communication between kind of your third eye and your vagina as I see it and your mothers who are in the yarrow and the mugwort and the mother ward so now you're chatting directly and then the answers that you are seeking can come into your physical experience through this awakened mommy knowledge in your body and it doesn't have to be that a hologram of your grandma will appear before you when you're next to your crib but it'll be like a memory or like you'll think of something you know how it is yeah. or you'll turn and put your hand on a book and then you'll open the book and it has the answer to the thing that you need you know but it's like the mother energy it's like mother energy has entered the chat that's the womb same like mother has entered the chat so it's like let her into the chat so like we can get um the benefit of what she knows, like moving through our consciousness. And when things happen on the micro, they do then reflect in the macro. So I don't know what that will mean, but if we at least individually can start connecting mother to mother to mother, like within our body, which we can do most directly through this very simple ritual, like with these plants, I think, um, and then if we can synchronize on top of it and do it at the same time on the new moon in a rhythm, I feel something yeah. explosive will happen. That's my personal download. I feel that, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely hard to deny <laughs> uh absolutely yeah oh my god can you imagine like a worldwide you know those like worldwide it. prayers a worldwide yes steam? I imagine it yes I mean I have somebody all over the world at least even though it's not a massive group but that's literally what I imagine that's what oh, I feel so is great. my mission that's the womb nation so um which is the name Guru Jagat made up because I wanted to call it the circle of life yeah so womb nation can you just give me a little 
insight into, I know we just talked about it and this could probably go cut it towards the end if we need to. I don't want to interrupt any <laughs> flow. Yeah, babe. So essentially womb nation on the practical level means that you're getting in the mail, um, a curated recipe. That's your vaginal steam blend for the month. And you're going to receive that in the mail every month. And I'm using herbs from Oshala farm, which is a farm in Oregon that grows herbs in a way that I've never ever seen. And part of the download when I was like receiving the, like the divinatory instructions, I was like, where am I going to find these plants? I don't understand. How am I going to throw, grow these plants? And the, the plants at Oshala look wild. Cause she's just like, um, Elise Higley is doing some kind of magic on her land anyway. So part of the magic of it is my recipes that I'm like sitting every month and like really feeling into in my own practice. Like, okay, we need mugwort, Tulsi, motherwort. Like, I feel like the energy of Scorpio and the moon. So we're going to put a touch of yarrow. It's really like that. Um, and then we're synchronizing and steaming on the new moon with the same matching blend. So the assignment is for womb carriers to steam at the same time with the same alchemical frequency plant medicine potion blend in their vagina at the same cycle of the moon. So we're like cycles of mother earth, the cycles of the moon and steaming at the same time with me using the same herbs that I'm using at the same time of the moon. These herbs are grown in the same place and they're coming to you wherever you are in the world. And then we come together and we steam. And while there's many things that can be done with your womb steam practice, like we were talking about earlier, you can, it can benefit your fertility, your conception, your personal beauty, your menopause, your hormonal balance, um, all of those things. The specific mission of Womb Nation is a new earth birthing. I feel we need to synchronize and getting down in like the rhythm of like putting out this frequency of this prayer. So it's like, whether you've heard of steaming or not, whether you're an amazing steamer or a novice steamer, it's like, we want to come together with these plant medicine recipes. This is what I'm bringing to the game is these download of the recipes and how they flow and like one pinch of Tulsi and one cinnamon bark and grated ginger and a piece of raspberry leaf. It's like very precise in that way. And we're synchronizing at the same time, vaginas down over, over the bowl and we're like new earth, let's go. So something about it really feels very revolutionary for me and um, also very expansive. And then because of all the as above, so below, you're receiving all of the benefits of your STEAM practice, which is a practice. And that's something that I don't hear communicated with precision a lot in this womb STEAM, Yoni STEAM world. It's a practice. Like nobody's like, I learned yoga um, 10 years ago and then I really changed my body. It's like, you're like, no, I learned this yoga practice. I then decided every morning to do my sadhana. And that is what changed my body, my mind, and my spirit. It's when you commit to the practice and add like the cyclical power of that like feminine notion of time, which is like five minutes every Wednesday, you know, five minutes every Wednesday. And so it like enters into the rhythm of your reality. Um, so it's for that reason, that it's like on the new moon, with the recipe on the new moon with the recipe. And I never miss. Amazing. Yeah. It is an inherently valuable practice. I am definitely 
doing it in the way, the specific way that was taught to me by my grandma, that was taught to her grandma. And then I'm teaching in that way. And I don't really see other people doing exactly the steps that I'm saying to do, which are to me, what makes it a real thing, Mm -hmm. but well, like real to me and what I think um, contributes to why um, people do feel the changes is sometimes we want to make things more convenient, but magic is precision is an integral element of um for the magician you know and um i'm more of a magician than a healer so um there is like a precision to it and then my own unique frequency is an element but i like when (laughs) because i am doing something (laughs) you absolutely are because i had one session with you at camp grace and like I felt like something else came over, like there was this huge transmission that was coming through you specifically. And then receiving that, it's like there was an energetic exchange there, even though it wasn't one-on-one, we were in a, I was in a room full of like a hundred women and all the lights were off and you had, you had those like elements of ritual. You had candlelight, we had oils and ointments and, and like burning different herbs. Um, (laughs) So it's, it's so unique that I feel a part of me feels like, you know, when your favorite band goes mainstream and then you want to be like, (laughs) I knew what they were. I was there in the beginning and I (laughs) like, I really do wish that this well womb nation goes like full viral and like, but also the just Yoni steaming itself goes mainstream because I do feel like going back to me being a Western or American mainly, um, when I do share these ideas and I, I actually sent, like I put together packages for a couple of women, uh, yeah. pregnant women for their postpartum. Like nice. I was like, Oh, this is, I asked my midwife to put together the herbs and then nice. I sent it out to them. And a part of me was like, are they going to actually steam? Like, I, I feel like I'm doing all this for naught. And I, deep down, I'm like, please, please do it. Cause it, it's they do? so wonderful. I have no idea. Cause I don't yeah, want to know. Okay. And I was like, but you know, it's just like, and I think sometimes, you know, you enter your spaces of old friends that maybe you weren't into this before. And then you yeah, present yeah, it yeah. and they just think like, Oh, you're, it's all that California that you've yeah. that's rubbed off on you. It's all that Kundalini yoga. And I just, I don't know. I really wanted to go mainstream, but when things go mainstream, does it, does it get watered down? Is it corrupted? Like it does, it does. But then I feel, okay. I once had a conversation with the plant medicine and then I was like, um, no, you're everywhere. And like, I don't like that. And I'm, you know, South American. So these South American medicines, particularly, I feel like this bloodline connection to. So we were having this talk and then she was like, I'm cool. I can protect myself. Like I have something that I want to say to all of these yeah. white men. I was like, why are you talking about <laughs> like that? And she's like, well, I have something that I want to say to them. And like, 
I can protect myself. And like, all they really need is like a droplet of me to even understand. So like, yeah, maybe you understand me like really to some deep level. And then this other person's consciousness gets this watered down version, but it's still completely life-changing and creates like a series of events. that is a catalyst to an awakening mm-hmm. or in some way, you know? And so it's still valid. So, but I've come to peace on that. I'm very in the, my authenticity of my juju and like, came to this path through death and it's been really for me not something like I was a jewelry designer and then I just did Reiki and then opened a studio it's like not been not not like that not a valid story but that's not been my story I come with this really rawness um and I think that's why Guru Jagat and I connected even just like this like a raw real woman energy like going into the space she's like oh cool yeah come talk to my group (laughs) you know but that is how um, these real wild things happen. And I also have come to peace in my path with accepting that there is still potency left when things get watered down. Mm-hmm. And that maybe because everybody's alchemy is different, the person who's getting that watered down version, that's just the amount of medicine that they need to maintain their balance and that's okay right and like and it's a gateway whereas if they were it's a gateway on the ground just they might go fully into the madness (laughs) and not able to be able to return to the 3ds it's like everybody gets the level of potency that they're needed and that's how the recipe tastes delicious for all of us (laughs) and but that's a really good thing to ask me because i've definitely not we're talking to me now and i've definitely gone through experiences where i don't know if you'd asked me a few years ago i would be more gangsta about it like like, (laughs) yeah like fuck these you go all in yeah yeah but because i've definitely been all in with the medicine and not giving people in doses i've just been like you full on Mm -hmm. i mean when i started off doing sessions i would go into a woman's house for like four hours and then at the end be like whatever you want to give me that you can but i'm like i'm not gonna leave till i feel the click like she's done but it would really be, it's also not possible to sustain, I think, as a medicine carrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that level of exchange. Absolutely. You're like there for eight hours and you're like, it, okay, we're, yes. we're finally clicked. And then you're like, okay, yes. what happened to my day? I had this whole other itinerary. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, really coming from a death place. I really, and really feeling the assignment, like the only reason why I had come back into incarnation was why I just was really taking things to that level of seriousness within me and then with the work. So I was like, well, if I'm here, it's like I'm here to fully, to like fully shift her. And I can like, I'm not gonna like, not gonna go till I feel the shift and then it's done. Or what's the point of this interaction even? But it's like, no, there's still a point, the more softened Jag who's like, it's like, okay, there's still a point to interaction if she comes and I give her like a bit of juju, some energy work. She begins to, you know, go home more calm and can better relate to her lover and her partner and her children. Yeah. Can now, we talk yeah. about the death? <laughs> can we talk about death? <laughs> <laughs> There's death and the death. <laughs> I know. It's my favorite thing to talk about. But also, it's going to be my death anniversary on May 26th. Really? May 26th is my death day. And then I'm um, I'm here at my mom's house, and so she was like, Can't, "We should need to start calling it your live day." I don't know why you call it your death day. I'm like, okay, but um, on May twenty sixth, more impact. Are you a Scorpio? No, I'm a Libra. Okay, I was like, <laughs> death day, Scorpio, very Scorpio. I know. Let's it's go very for it. Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. 
anyway okay so on may 26 2010 um i tell the story a lot but a woman passed out with her foot on the gas going the wrong way down a one-way street so first she hit another car and then she hit me and i was on foot and so the impact with the previous car had popped open her hood so when she hit me the hood kind of the, I kind of was scooped up onto the front of the car and the hood slammed down over me. And then she still kept driving. And then she drove through the front of a cozy restaurant where she hit another woman and then pinned that woman to the wall and dislodged my body. And then I went flying, um, I think it was eight blocks is what we say, what? through the air. And then when I was found, I was clinically dead. So that's like a police report that I recite from the years and years of this um, court case and whatever. It took a long time. Um, but the memory that I have as me is just first seeing this body that I'm in now from above, kind of over top. And um, or really most first, first just being like in the all that is. And then the first differentiation of anything would be seeing this body and then um, being instructed like you're going to go in there and finish the work and then feeling that that was not going to be fun and Mm. I didn't want to do that and like a resistance and then like a put like no like this is go in there this body. And then being like, I don't know that body. <laughs> and then be like, yeah, I don't know body. And then, yeah, and then feeling like a suction pull from the head of this body, which was laying down on the hospital bed in the coma. And then feeling suction pulled like down, like inside and like sealed in. It's like that. And Whoa. I always describe it as diving into water. And then the water is concrete and then it's hardened and you're stuck. So that was my that's my first memory memory um when I entered the body I didn't have any memory of the journey of this body I just um had was like straight consciousness entering so I didn't um understand things like walking talking reading writing interacting with people telling time going to the bathroom brushing my teeth like what are teeth what my name is what is a name etc right and was really though when I'm looking back on it connected to the oneness of all things and like animals would walk up to me birds would land on my head Mm -hmm. I was in my wheelchair and things like that so very sweet but um and I hope that I retain some of that connection and sweetness to this day even as I learn to navigate the physical realm because it's like I still I mean in the morning when I wake up I still definitely long for death and the feeling of just like being outside of the heavy density of the 3d realm and it's been a challenge to be here and i think that discovering that in my difference and neurodivergity diversity i could provide what other people coming from like i feel like i'm coming this way and people are coming this way so the places where we cross i can like just in my vibrational essence give you a taste of something that you're heading towards and seeking and that I then return in return receive a deeper understanding of how to be here because I've been trying to figure out something too which is like what is happening down here right. and I think when I initially entered the body 
my dominant thought was to like get out and so I attempted many ways to get out and then I think in my um which is why I have a wild medicine and I attract a wild woman like it's like I track like a specific frequency because it's something I can handle Mm -hmm. and um and that not even handle I'm just like yeah but um <laughs> You're like, cool. yeah, like, That's yeah cool I would be I'm qualified to mama you like it's mm-hmm. not like I'm not blinking about that um but definitely the vibrational instruction I received was that like you can't deliberately exit the game it's just gonna loop you back through another door in the hallway and whatnot it's like you need to like accomplish your mission like we told you in the first place when we put you in this body and like this was the body that you need to accomplish this mission like this voluptuous black woman and all of that makes sense with um with what i see everybody is involved in their own aspect of like the battle kind of of light and dark and whatnot but um for my assignment i can see that like juicy black women would be the body to go into right so no mistakes were made <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i love it okay <laughs> Um, nature is exact. Um, nature is exact. <laughs> um, precision in the magic. That's what we were talking that's about. All, that's all it yeah, is. I love it. Okay. Wait, cause we've been talking so much about this, like cosmic void in the, in the womb. Where do, where do men come in, in this work? Nice. Okay. Nice. So people ask me a lot about like, do you work with men? And then, um, things are getting like, even more tenuous and even like the conceptual it's like the world is going a certain way with like man woman anyway yes um and then i'm not this is a delicate area for a jaguar woman but if you are in the body whatever if you're in the body now here today you came here through your mother's womb mm-hmm. right it's the only door you didn't come through another door if you're here whatever you're like pleiadian reptilian intergalactic lemurian or just like some human you came here through your mother's womb it's the doorway it was like a c-section or a vaginal birth but you were in the utera you sat in the utera so this is a truth it's like that's the truth. So I work with the utera, utera energy. And in so doing, address all the men, all the women, all the everything. Mm-hmm. Because where did the man come from who raped me when I was whatever age? He came here through his mother's womb. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's how he came. Where did the political figure who like violated hundreds of women in his, where did he come? How did he come here? Through through his mother's womb. So it's the mother energy over all things. We are literally making these men. And then we're creating a division between like us and the men and then we're like there and then the patriarchy is like getting us and then and I'm straight like I love men (laughs) I like 
dick. Like, that's what I like. And I work <laughs> with, <laughs> I work with pussy and I love dick kind of thing. So it's like, we, what I, what I feel most potent and for women to do shift in their thinking is to really feel and understand that you made that man in the sense of like your partner and that you manifested them or whatever, like also that too, in the sense of like a son that you birthed, like also that too. And also this man who you're saying is like the patriarchy who's attacking you from over there and his language or his behavior or whatever came here through you woman, like through your womb. So the question then for me would be, what's happening inside you that you are making that and maybe address that and then leave that alone. Address what's happening in what's happening inside you that you've made that conceptually or physically or that interaction within the quantum field. Address like the wound inside your womb that is birthing out this experience for you, that is birthing out this like rape in your future timeline. Like address it and heal it like ASAP because you made that. So and on one level, that's how I answer that. On the level of like a physical man who's like, Jaguar, I want a session with you, then I'm gonna give him a plant bath. Nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, I feel like we do all this also work. Like yeah. yeah. I'll give him some energy work and a plant bath. I mean, men in general, you know, we focus so much on the womb and I feel like, I feel like there is a real dichotomy, even in just like the, the divine essence of like being feminine or masculine. In a way, sometimes we can get lost in the void where I feel like that male or that masculinity is what pushes through yes. something that, but like you said, like we still, we birth our creativity. We, we are birthing in our womb. And I think I'm just, maybe I'm just we so. We birth the masculine. We birth the masculine. So, and I think for me, I just, I guess I just. Because maybe which penetrates us, which, but we birth it to penetrate us to create. Yeah, and it's just this ongoing cycle. Yes, and we want to then look outside and find a wound, point at it, and then describe how it should be fixed. When I'm just saying you birthed the penis that penetrated you. So look in to do the edits. That's It's like, if, if, if we just all did that one thing, the energetics would change. It's like, we are all connected. From within us came this penetrative force because we desired pleasure. So how can we make pleasure? We will make this penetrative force, it's part of us, it's come out of us, so that it can come into us and give us orgasmic experiences and birth new things it's the penetrative force itself which seems so linear is part of the spiral nothing is outside of the spiral it's the most magical part of the feminine is the penis yeah and like culturally i feel like i can i can go into like my pea brain where i'm like there's these two energy fields and then like we work together and now i'm now i'm confused and like <laughs> what's going on and I'm outside of myself and I'm not tuned in and and like and this is why people are infertile <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> it's just like you just go into this loop where you're arguing with yourself over like yeah. what what where what is it where does it come from where does it all mean and like 
if we, if it all comes from us, then why don't we all steam at the same time? Because then maybe that will yeah. be like an earthquake and shake yes. everything up. I always think of the tower card, all like the, the bullshit artists and the people yes. that are like raping and pillaging society as a whole. It's like those yes. people are like, they got to fall off the tower into yes. some sort of demise. We birthed those people. Yeah. We birthed them. We should steam. We birth them. Ho'oponopono. People like to talk about Ho'oponopono. It's this concept of like forgiveness, internal, external flow of forgiveness. It's based on a view of reality that says that even if I hear, so interconnected are we, that even if I hear a woman over there was abused by her husband around down the road and I read it in a paper. I say to myself, I forgive myself for feeling that I needed to create a reality where I read in the newspaper about a woman over there who was hurt. Do you feel me? Mm -hmm. It's with that energy that I'm saying like what we haven't even gotten to. It's like, we need to get through kindergarten, which is that we made this, we built this, we change it. Then we can start like nitpicking about these details. The foundational principle that is necessary and true and from which change will come is when we can like rise to the occasion of accepting the responsibility of the power of the portal that we have. When we accept the responsibility of that power and we accept the power and the inherent responsibility that comes with it, we will start moving, like shifting, praying very differently. It will go like deep into the vagina. When we say, oh, wait, I made that with my body, with I am birthing this story. I am a life giver. And with my body, I have created this storyline. And with my body, I can edit and shift this storyline. I think that we will move and pray differently. And that is the foundational frequency that I'm wanting to emit and radiate. Is this truth that like... There is an incarnated body that holds like a portal that has the capacity to pray life into being like in a physical as a baby. And in that same way, in a storyline, in uh, it's in everything as above, so below, that's what everything is saying. So if you see something you want to change, like go within and change the story. That's what I'm saying. I love that. It's interesting because like I'm hyper aware of when I'm not being authentic with myself. And a lot of it comes from like interacting with people that are also moms. You're at the park and you're, you're just having like light conversation. And I think like, I feel in many ways over the last three years, small talk is just, it feels really banal and it feels like I want to know your truth and I want to know if we're <laughs> yeah. like, if we're on that same level. Yeah. And I also know. Otherwise we're not talking. We're not talking. Like that. But, yeah. like, but also I'm like, well, sometimes I think that, I don't want to say like, do I always have to be authentic? But it's like, what if my authenticity is also my mystery and I don't yes. have to share all of this and I could be no. a filter. And I think in a way, a lot of what I, when I would, if I were to criticize myself is sometimes I feel like I'm a foot and mouth, like 
I'm just telling everyone about everything. Like I'm at customs and I'm telling them what I had for dinner <laughs> last night. And like, and it's kind of like jaw dropping, like I going, my husband's witnessed this. He's like, why did you tell them that, that we ate that last night? <laughs> but it's just like, I'm like, I like my bowel eyes. movements earlier. Yeah. Like, well, whatever. You know. It's interesting you talk about that because it's something I talk about in my teaching a lot. And um, when I teach Yoni egg and when I even first started with the Yoni steam, I would talk about this being your ritual and you don't need to talk up to your partner about it. They just can, it's this practice of um, holding a mystery inside of your vagina. That's what the yoni egg is. It's like you're holding it and that is creates an attraction power for you um, as a portal holder. So that is a very powerful principle. In addition, like we're all magical just the way we are and people only hear what they need to hear. So it doesn't matter what comes out of your mouth. You just like put a spell around it and people just like, they need to hear what you, you know what I'm saying? So that's fine too. But also there is definitely a vibrational magic um, and potency to understand like the holding as a woman. And this is a very Western thing to like a sharing of everything with your partner, which I think also puts um without the village, we then put like a lot on this one man in our life. Mm-hmm. And this is why the women's circle, it's like some of that shit, just bring it back to the aunties and just like, let him do his thing. I really definitely um, am all about that. And it's part of why I'm doing this work too, or that's part of something that I feel is important to get across. And just this power of holding something inside and it creates um, a fertile frequency because it creates like a contrast that attracts. It's like the, if you have ever worked with a yoni egg or walked around with the egg inside of you you'll be like why is everybody why did everybody open doors for me and like looking at me like whatever it's like you can feel you're holding something squeezed inside and so it's the same with the steam practice and kind of accurately done accomplishes a similar effect of you holding these flowers inside your vagina and they're like they're And it's toning and tightening your uterine floor. So it's like when you're toning and tightening, that's what you're doing is increasing your power to hold and to like squeeze and hold and contain. Um, And that is connected to our power to create birth with precision in the warrior way, you know? Yeah. So that's real. Yeah. No, and I, I, um, that's been coming up a lot, the theme of, or just the idea of like, the oversharing in these interpersonal and in, in marriages mm-hmm. and relationships. And it's, yeah. and I think you're right. I think we do put a lot of pressure on, on the spouse or the male yeah. counterpart. Yeah. Um, the Western woman mindset puts a lot of pressure on the, on the male partner. Mm-hmm. And I think that it can be very depleting of the sexual energy. Yeah. And it can be very like, it's like it, we're very draining for like the relationship. And I think that um, part of a medicine for that energy can be like the well-done woman's circle <laughs> does heal that within the dynamic of the partner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm getting better at it. Cause I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm a very, I overshare 
you need to have somewhere to share. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. so it's also true. It's like, that's why I'm like saying that that part of why you're like, why have this gone a higher up here? Well, it's because this went down over here. So it's like, you're like, where's the village? And then it's like, I'm over sharing. It's like, that's because these things are connected. <laughs> like, yeah. Where's it's the... like, <laughs> no, really. like, I'm like brushing my teeth. I'm like, where's the fucking village, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> where's that village you wrote a book about 30 something years ago how dare you <laughs> but yeah um do you know so bonfusome what's the name of her book um, no okay i'm gonna send you later her book and then you should okay. read it yeah it's um about couples and communication she was molly doma some's wife and molly doma some is a very well-known um teacher she's left the body no he left the body recently no. it's like i block it out i studied with both of them a bit but um she talks about like the concept of the village and community and the african way of living and communicating with your partner and it's very beautiful let me send you yeah please and then i can also put it in the show notes too just to oh yeah i recommend it yeah I, in my um the spirit of intimacy Ancient African teachings in the ways of relationship. Okay. It's required reading and when you study with me. Yeah. It just goes back to, and I know I know a lot of people that in the women's community uh, pray for their for their partners. And I think that women yes. do have this magnetism and this power to it's like a commitment where you're like, I'm going to pray going to pray for my partner's success. I'm going to pray for yes. our family's success and prosperity. And yes. the idea of you the mother's... Yeah, and the mother's prayer um, being the most powerful. And yes. I think going to what you were saying is we are all the mother and we all yes. have that power. Um, I don't know. I, if you could speak we on that. We must pray. If, yeah. we, if we, when we believe, when we believe that we made that, then we will care for that. We won't like vilify and condemn and other and criticize. It's like, no, pray for that. Nurture that. You made that. That ugly, yucky, rapist, patriarchy man. Like you made him. You made him. You're his mommy. Now mommy that situation. Like pray, like pray this reality into being. This is what I feel. I call the womb scene the prayer of the body. It's like a ceremony like a praying with your whole body going in which is what all you know indigenous ceremony is even like um sun dance and, and sweat lodge it's like the man doesn't bleed so we to pray with the body he makes a ritual to release blood into the earth that's what sun dance is mm. um and i walked this path um with my teachers for maybe two years i lived with a medicine man and his wife who's a medicine woman but it's like the womb steam is this prayer of the body of the portal carrier we're agreeing to this premise that we are the life giver and have given life to everything and then we take like responsibility in a maternal way over all that we see and pray new prayers you know it's like bless it all like nurture it into health and it's just a loving maternal revolutionary energy that is what I relate to as a medicine carrier most precisely is this like a loving maternal and revolutionary energy of feeling like I am not separate from you, but I have made you. And what can I, you know, 
how can I bless you into being more joy filled, like, and then radiating more happiness and abundance into the world. Like that angry white man over there, my black womb birthed him. That one. So it's like, then what, you know? Well, what's the next step then? I think it's a, it's a way of being and perceiving and moving through the world that creates a compassion within us and a connectedness that I think that the world is craving right now. Yeah. And, and that women can give that. Yes, we can give that. And it's very powerful to give compassion and it's like a vulnerability and an openness and then a power and a responsibility and yes like a divinatory assignment and I am a believer in prayer but I don't have the luxury of not having faith because I just said I was dead a few years ago so it's like <laughs> I'm just <laughs> but what is prayer well I am right I am that I am that tatamasi so I feel um, it's easeful for me personally to go to that place. And then with that ease, I think if I inspired others to do one thing, if women could just shift one slight perspective, it would be to move through reality, praying with your body and feeling like I made that. How can I change that from within? If it's birthed from me and I am connected to it, then... How can I love, love this situation into shifting in alchemy? And it's, you know, I said, I'm a magician more than a healer or whatever, but it's like, I think of it's, I really see the world in a very alchemical way. And um, with alchemy, it's never forceful. It's like, I just need within the cauldron, one droplet of this opposing force to bring this recipe into balance. So when I look out at reality and I feel, what is the one droplet of what force can I embody, you know, with my presence within this cauldron to bring this out al into alchemical balance, you know? And that is from that place that I say like, okay, I birthed that. I'm going to add a love frequency into the field to balance, you know, um the energy of resistance or anger or finger pointing or canceling and catcalling and all of these kind of very um dangerous frequencies that lead to death and that can only be birthed from a place of like you and i'm saying like me because the energy right now is very you mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like it's, it's such a good note to leave on. I think that that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's me. It's me. It's not you. It's, it's me. me. It's not you, baby. It's me. <laughs>